Hi, it's Lauren. I'm calling from Austin, Texas, and I'm talking about what it means to be living in this queer body of mine. Um, And right now, that involves a lot of self-touch and tenderness, and I've been growing my nails out. Normally, they're pretty short, so they're long, and I've been really spending time touching my body with my nails and kind of getting that tickling sensation Um, and it's been really soothing it's been really exciting to kind of rediscover parts of my body that I haven't uh, touched in a long time um, really intentionally and it's been nice really honestly and soothing to be able to to do that because it is a, a privilege and you know a lot of what I do is encourage other people to be tender with themselves and to be a tender loving and caring human being you must be tenderly loved and cared for yourself so I'm just sending that out there to as a friendly and gentle reminder to all the other queer bodies out there. Um, Yeah, sending lots of love. Hello, my name is Makoto, or Mo for short. And I'm speaking to you from unceded Coast Salish, Musqueam, Squamish, Tsleil-Waututh lands, also known as Vancouver, Canada. And just to jump right into your prompt, um, for me, the more diffuse and frustrating and overarching lesson that's happening here that's like undergirding a lot of my angst um, is squaring up with a desire for community. Like... As soon as I clued into how dire the stakes are within the COVID-19 outbreak, I was hungry for like solidarity efforts um, and being confused as to where specifically to plug into and put my energy. Um, And to make that more complicated, um, a way that my trauma manifests is that I disappear myself under the guise of reciprocity. Like I'll throw myself at other people's need to vanish my own selfhood. Um, And I think a lot of people are in a similar boat. And when the collective need and heartbreak feels so loud, it's a really intense struggle to make decisions or like see where my inner compass wants to go. Um, But like the fact that myself and a lot of other people are curious and have this like desperate and sometimes clumsy, I want to help kind of feeling going on is indicative of like my body and the body being a more collective experience. Like the struggles that I'm talking about are reminding me that the edges of myself in the psychic and physical sense extend beyond the boundaries of like my skin receptors and it's expansive. And it's kind of ironic to meditate on that while in a state of really intense touch withdrawal. But what I'm thinking is like our touch receptors tell us where like the borders of our senses are. 
but it's also that same sense of touch that reminds us that our bodies like seep into each other. It's like a fabric or like a network of underground roots. And I think this necessary and heartbreaking isolation is like reminding us of how true that is. And for me, it means that I'm like really hungry to lean on and be leaned on. And I'm trying to find ways to do that without banishing myself. Um, still learning. <laughs> I hope that's helpful or useful. Um, thanks for putting on this project. I'm excited to see how it pans out. This is Vanessa, based out of Amiskwisi, also known as Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. This is the first day uh, I've actually felt fully in my body in the last six weeks. When COVID came into the province, I ended up relocating and staying with family a bit out of the city and I have been here in a cave of a basement <laughs> for the last six weeks um, trying to be well enough to um, make it through till the end of the semester. I've been physically separated uh, from my partner and they are self-isolating three hours from here and fall into a high-risk category so we haven't seen each other in seven weeks so I've had to do some news cleanses social media cleanses I'm having a lot of difficulty connecting with anyone from my pre-pandemic life who does not have developed understanding of queerness of uh, neurodivergence of disability um, because my tolerance for sheer disregard for safety and human life that I've witnessed and some of the people I love has really shaken me to my core. Um, but the value of people that get it has really shone through. And, um, you know, this podcast, Living in the Square Body, and the work I've done with you, Asher, has really been part of being okay through this. So thank you. And... I hope you're taking care, everyone. Bye. Hi, my name is Gia Love, and I am calling from New York City, living and existing during the COVID-19 pandemic and my queer body has been a very interesting experience for me. It's been a, a period of reflection, a reflection that has been forced upon me because of these social distancing orders. But, uh, a lot of reflection that has truly benefited me. This is the first time that I can really remember as an adult where I've been able to spend time with myself in a healthy way and engage in constructive things that really will benefit me. I have been truly kind to myself during this time and haven't regretted one bit of it. And kindness to myself in a very healthy and affirming way. I have experienced a level of safety that I have, haven't experienced in this world in a very long time. 
one of the things I always say, and I always try to really help people, especially people who are not a part of the queer community, um, understand, especially when helping contribute to space, is that, you know, I can't really think of one place in this world where, as a Black trans woman, I am safe. And I really feel like I found that place, and that place is my home. And I've often coped with a lot of things I've been going through in life, through my transition and through um, my transition of age, not only gender, that have made me think that going out, being out, and like just being fast has really been the way I should deal with things. And I realized that having time to myself and really using that time to prioritize and redirect a lot of things in my life to be supportive of me thriving and affirming my existence has been so beneficial to me having an opportunity to actualize my purpose in life and humanize my life experiences and and the life experiences of other voices that I may have the opportunity to come into contact with. Hi, this is Kat Tice. I'm calling from upstate New York. In this time of COVID, I am learning from living in this queer body how much strength that is within it. This time has done nothing but remind me and reemphasize my belief in that we are deeply interconnected, especially amongst queer people. Whether that be by witnessing people playing music, watching drag performance from people's bedrooms, hearing poetry, or watching performance art on my phone. It has also reminded me how much breath and movement are managing agents for the roller coaster of emotions I'm feeling on a daily basis. I'm not sure what I would do without dance classes like Ryan Huffington's, who reminds me how important it is to stay connected with the flair of the queer. It reminds me of the resilience we have all spent most of our lives developing and struggle to be fully and truly seen. This time has shown me the capacity that I have to stay in control of myself, despite the lack of control I have about what is going on outside. I was asked to facilitate a workshop on writing as a way to deal with this time. I chose the theme of living with uncertainty. I chose a text by Pima Chodron as the foundation, but in compiling the material for the workshop, I keep coming back to music for its ball magnitude. In particular, the work of Beverly Glenn Copeland has been deeply resonant ever since I saw him give a concert in his garage a few weeks ago on Instagram. I'm not sure exactly when I've lost track of time. He sang a song called In the Image. It has this one line that always brings me to tears. The line is, you are all you need. The wisdom of this line coming from an elder black trans man is not lost on me and what it reminds me of what resilience really is. When I hear it, it reminds me how to come back to myself so I have the fullest capacity to connect with the full 
full of support for others and myself. This is Atalanta from Blossom Resistance. I wanted to share around my experiences with having had COVID as well as the recovery, which seems in many ways equally important to discuss. And at the same time, I felt not only because of physical depletion, but just emotionally not sure of how to share around what it felt like. Um, Again, not just physically, but emotionally, it hit me in such a deep and strong way. And a lot of that seemed to be fear um, because of how strongly it affected my body. And how deeply the the effects have been, not only during, but also post. It just, there's a big piece that is about, that is hanging on and, um, and apparent to me that the recovery will be long-term. And so with that, I think that the fear of during and the fear after were really big and, and in different ways. Um, it brought up fear of survival and fear of safety. And for me, that overlapped a lot in around disability and as someone who has survived other illnesses and has chronic illness. Um, it overlapped in around poverty and also around um, queerness and the safety to be oneself. And especially it brought up feelings about that as a, as a young person, when I was a young person and the safety around expression um, of who I truly was. And so I think for me that this, you know, not only the physical part hitting so deeply in my lungs, um, where we hold a lot of these past and current feelings, but also I was, I mean, we always always amazed by our mind and bodies is the the piece that did so strongly weave together those places where fear was sitting either past or present and it did make me think a lot about survival and the ways that even with physical distancing that dear beloveds in my life showed up and it reminded me of that creativity within the disabled community and within queer community and when so many other marginalized communities of 
what survival and what care is. I am still deeply in the recovery of COVID and that is still a scary factor for sure because there's a lot of ups and downs and what feels like relapsing. Um, And as someone who has struggled in different ways to continue in this plane of existence with this body, it is a really vulnerable place to be. And in being vulnerable, it is sometimes hard to share that experience, but I also feel that that is a, one of our truest ways of supporting each other. And so that's what I wanted to share. I also wanted to share a sweet piece of the time when I was really sick with COVID was listening to the cardinal song in the morning and the robins in the evening as spring starts here and how it just meant so much to be able to close my eyes and be held by them. Hi, this is Shar, and I'm calling from Brooklyn, New York, and it has been 50 days since I have had a hug or any human physical contact. I have been learning how important this is in my daily life, and maybe I took it for granted before. So sending all of you who are staying safe at home alone or with people you don't usually hug, huge hugs through the airwaves. We'll get through this and be able to hug again someday. I'm also learning that the birds in the backyard wake me up naturally without an alarm clock every day at 6.37 a.m. And I really like it. And maybe I wouldn't have known this if I didn't have this time. We're going to get through this. Hi, this is Sandy Nicholas um, calling in from Easton, Pennsylvania, uh, where I am hunkered down for the duration of the quarantine. Um, And I'd like to start this talk with um, the sensitivities that um, my body went through in the beginning of the quarantine. I definitely felt as though my body ached with a queer longing to touch and be touched, you know, to be held and kissed, uh, to comfort and be comforted, and just simply desiring that level of affection and realizing how incredibly important human touch and connection is to our survival, you know, uh, I'm recognizing that 
I'm becoming a better listener, not just to others, but to myself. Um, and I'm, I'm realizing what that entails is I've, I'm learning to, rather than offer criticism or advice, to just simply listen. You know, just simply listen, because most of the time what others require or desire is simply just that, for someone to listen, you know. Um, And, you know, not just becoming a better listener to others, but as I was saying to myself and my body, um, you know, I've, I've recognized that it has asked for different things at different points of this quarantine. Um. At times, it's beckoned me to dance or to stretch or to simply lay naked, you know, um, in a non-sexual form, just to enjoy my nudity in all of its beauty as is, you know, um, and to reconnect to my nude form. Um, Or there have been times where, you know, (laughs) I, I might masturbate five times in the day, you know. Um, but I recognize and I listen to what my body requires. Um, and my body is much more sensitive right now during all of this. I mean, um, I even find myself just, you know, listening to the hum of my own voice for comfort and to connect myself to a calmer place that doesn't necessarily need to be a destination outside of myself. Um, So I think what I'm working towards as it relates to living in this queer body during this time is, one, definitely having compassion for myself um, in order to also have compassion for others, and just realizing that a body is a body. It is a vessel, and we're all captains of our own vessels to move and dance and fuck and live and love and eat as we see fit with our vessels, you know, as long as we don't infringe on anyone else's right to be, you know? Um, But yeah, this is all brought about uh, a much higher level of confidence within me. Um, I feel as though my body has become much more open, um, you know, to, to receive others and much more open to also share with others who, who I am. And, um, I, I'm looking forward to seeing how else, you know, my body shifts and changes throughout this. Um, and that's another thing. I, I also, um, what I hope for others during this time, other queer queer bodies during this time is um, learning to to look at your body through a lens of love and compassion that um, you know knowing who you are at every stage of your body shifting, growing, shrinking, changing, to know who you are and to love who you are at every stage of your body during this time. So yeah, 
that's it. Um, this is Sanyu Nicholas signing off. Uh, thank you for having me. Hi, this is Petrilli, also known as the Body Lib Advocate, founder of Embody Lib, calling from Washington, D.C. So living and existing in my core body during COVID-19 means that learning that my time, my labor, and my lived experiences are all valid. I'm learning that mutual aid and solidarity, not charity, will be the key to our liberation. I'm learning that just because I can do a lot of things doesn't mean I should be doing a lot of things. I'm learning about the beauty of solitude and the beauty of my uninterrupted thoughts. I'm learning how much humanity is inextricably connected, even though we're physically apart. I'm learning that it's okay to be vulnerable and authentic when seeking out true friendships, that the friends that accept those parts of you are the ones that should stick around. COVID-19 has taught me that my queer body is as resilient as it is fragile, resourceful as it is uncertain, and very much in harmony, even though it feels sometimes that I'm fighting against the current. Um, coming in from Brooklyn, New York. Um, my queer body right now, I... Um, I... Before this, I was grieving. Uh, I was already grieving a, a certain... Grieving a reality and grieving family. Um, I lost my dad to a mass shooting about two years ago now, and, um, I think for the two years I was really searching for, really had to, like, push and make space for myself to grieve, uh, just realize that, like, there's, we live in such a death-defying culture, and... Um, it's, there's also a death-defying culture that's also, like, extremely violent and has it, does a terrible job of helping other people cope with the violence, um, giving care to people. Um, and I think during this pandemic, while it has been re-traumatizing and just traumatizing in general, like, and you know, been many nights of fear, anxiety, and crying, and eating and not eating just out of stress, and feeling like kind of all over the place. There's also a film of somewhat relief, because I feel like for the first time, I, these emotions of, these like very saturated emotions that come up have space to be because not only are we what else am I doing but it's like there's a camaraderie with them I think the power of um being able to talk to someone who's lost someone to COVID or power of talking to someone just being afraid of going outside it's like I feel that now, and I've felt that when I lost someone, when I lost 
my dad to gun violence. Like, there's a feeling of um, tenderness there that feels good. Um, and also, and that goes for our new wounds as well, I think being able to have open exchanges about uh, what's actually happening and the honesty of what we're all going through is just sort of been this sliver of relief for me right now.